Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Well Church Satterton's podcast. We pray that you enjoy this message and that it creates a well of hope in your life today. I'm going to share a little bit about my week this week. There's a few days that I kind of like checked out mentally. <laughs> Just a lot of my mind, a lot of my heart. You know, I'm in a in a very strange season in my life right now that I've never really been in before. You know, just trying to sort through some some things. And you know, I think last weekend was probably like a, a little bit of a tipping point with some things. Uh, just like overload. We had an awesome uh, home group. If you guys aren't going to the home group, I, you know, I really encourage you to stop by. Sometimes, you know, the stuff that we Worshipped about and and prayed about and discussed really carried over into the worship and the message on Sunday. You know, Pastor Leslie had you know a, a very awesome message and you know Monday and Tuesday was great. You know, is Tuesday I, I think I wrote like a third of my message for the week and then Wednesday Thursday it was just I logged off. You know, and it just, some of the things that he had talked about just needed to kind of process those things. You know, he's talking about a lot of the really awful things that are going on in his country and a lot of other countries around the world. And, you know, it kind of puts a lot of stuff into perspective. You know, when we when we hear about those things, you know, my mind is just like kind of blown away that we're still, we still have brothers and sisters that are dealing with that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, th- I think, like, you know, how blessed are we that we get to share our faith openly? And on the flip side of that, you know, how spoiled can we get living in a country like this also? You know, just like how many people in here were, you know, persecuted today and their lives threatened because of their faith, you know? Just, just kind of stuff like that. All that stuff just kind of weighed very heavy on me today, uh, this week. And Friday, you know, I think the Lord gave me my two days. And Friday, He just kind of poured a whole bunch of stuff out. And and you know, God bless you. You know, He He said that that you know, there's a lot of evil that's going on in these countries, and those things are horrible. You know, people being murdered and, and villages being burnt down. But we have a lot of evil. In our country, also, and this kind of evil that is in this country sometimes takes a lot longer to come to its full effect. You know, we have addictions, and we have just the, the population that's medicated for something is probably it's super high. You know, and we just have these things that just people just can't handle, and society just has a bar that. No one can really set, and everybody tries to set. And you know, as Christians, we try not to get caught up in those things. But I think that every society has its own evil. It just kind of plays off of what really is going on in that specific area at that time. And these persecuted churches, I mean, they have a really super important role in doing what they're doing. But so do we. You know, we 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 have an opportunity where we can you know, pray, and we can fast, and we can support, and we can intercede for those churches as well as the people in our country openly and not have to worry about someone coming after us 
God has these things all set in place. Like He's got these things covered. You know, we're one body, but we're all different parts. So we all have that role. Pastor Leslie gave a great message. It was really encouraging. Um, it weighed heavy on me this week, and you know, I just need a little bit of time to process. And, and he preached about the pressure of this world. In all that pressure, God is more. He is more than we can ever imagine. And I think I, think I really, really needed that message. Um, last night I was finishing my message kind of late after worship. I was up a little later than I really wanted to be, watched a little bit of the Phillies game, you know. Went to bed, and I was really having a tough time falling asleep. I, I Probably about two hours into it. I was like, you know, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to go to the living room. I'm going to get something to drink. I'm going to pray, you know, see what the Lord wants to show me. And as I was getting up, this weight just lifted off of me. It was one of those things like you notice, you know. It's just like, you know, God is more. And he's more than we can ever imagine. But he's also enough. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about God being enough. You know, how many times have have we run, you know, had some weight on us, some pressure on us, and we run to something else? We run to someone else for finances, for this, for that. You know, something very temporary just to su- supply and satisfy an immediate need because we're in some kind of a panic and we're freaking out instead of calming down and going to God with it. Uh, the message last week, Pastor Leslie spoke in John 6, 3-13. through 13. So I want to start there today. Some things that the Lord showed me during the message. John 6, 3-13 says, And Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was approaching. Jesus looked up and saw a large crowd was coming towards him, and he said to Philip, Where will we buy bread for these people to eat? But he said this to test Philip, because he knew what he was about to do. Philip answered, Two hundred days' wages worth of bread is not enough for each one to receive just a little bit. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are these for so many people? Jesus said, Have the people sit down to eat. Now the ground there was covered with an abundance of grass, so the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, the same also with the fish, as many as they wanted. When they had eaten enough, he said to his disciples, Gather up the leftover pieces so that nothing will be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve large baskets with pieces from the five barley loaves which were left over by those who who had eaten. And I want to focus on verses 6 through 9. It says, But he said this to test Philip, because he knew what he was about to do. Right In this situation, Jesus says, I've got this. Saying Jesus is saying that just trust me, have faith in me, and I've got this all under control. Verse 7, Philip answered, 200 denarii, 200 days wages worth of bread is not enough for each of us, or each one to receive a little. Philip is saying, 
Jesus, we don't have enough. How many of us have been in, in situations where we felt like we don't have enough? And it seemed like, you know, with this kind of a of a conversation, you kind of read into it, you know, it seems like he was like, you know, what are we going to do? You know, Jesus asked me to do this or to figure this out. Like, what are we going to do? You know, how often do we run to to those different things? You know, he was thinking, we got to go buy the stuff, you know. Verse 8 says, One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a little boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. And he says, but what are these for so many people? You know, they really seem to be beside themselves, not knowing what to do, how they're going to feed anybody. And this little bit of food that they had was nowhere near what they needed. And, you know, I love these kind of stories. Like, these are those types of Jesus stories where he's like, you know, hold my wine, watch this. You know, he's like, here we go. And, you know, he sat them all down. He fed them, and not only fed them, but had plenty of leftovers. And Jesus says, even if you just have a little bit, it's more than enough for me to work with. He says, I can work with whatever you have. All you have to do is give it to me and watch. Just watch what I do. You know, when we read these scriptures, and there's so many scriptures about how God you know, persevered through just some really heavy times. But I really think we need to understand that, that God is enough. He is more than enough. And, and that's, that's, that's a fact. I mean, that's truth. That is a fact. And we can't let discouragement get in the way. We can't let fear. We can't let anxiety. We can't get let finances. We can't let our health get in the way of understanding that God is enough. You know, just because we see our, our circumstances one way doesn't mean that it's God's way. I want to go into uh, John 3.16. We all know and love. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only Son, so that whoever believes and trusts in him as Savior shall not, shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, do you believe in him? Then you have eternal life. And then John 17.3 tells us what eternal life is. It says, Now this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true and supreme and sovereign God, and in the same manner, know Jesus as the Christ whom you've sent. Do you know God? Do you know Jesus? What else do we need? God is enough. What else do we need? I mean, really, what else do we need? We're reading a lot out of John, so we're going to go to John twelve forty-four through 50. It says this, oh, this is when uh, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. Uh, verse 44 says, but Jesus loudly declared, The one who believes and trusts in me does not believe only in me, but also believes in him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come as light into the world, so that everyone who believes and trusts in me as Savior, all those who anchor their hope in me 
and rely on the truth of my message will not continue to live in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge and condemn the world, that is, to initiate the final judgment of the world, but to save the world. Whoever rejects me and refuses to accept my teachings has one who judges him. The very word that I speak will judge and condemn him on the last day. For I have never spoken on my own initiative or authority, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment regarding what to say, what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. So the things I speak, I speak in accordance with his exact instruction, just as the Father told me. His commandment is eternal life. His commandment is that relationship with God, that intimacy with God. Eternal life is to know Him on an intimate level. And we get to speak these words. We get to speak these words, you know, in the Bible over our circumstances. And, you know, eternal life is is more than just something for us to look forward to in the future. Eternal life is now. We get to speak these these living words over circumstances, situations, health issues, all those types of things. But when it comes down to it, we really need to believe it. You know, we don't need anything else in this in this world except for that eternal life relationship with God and with Jesus. I believe that right now, you know, we've been seeing some some wild stuff going on. Like right now, the church really needs to understand God is more and God is enough. And uh, John four twenty three, but a time is coming. And it's already here when true worshipers will worship the Father and Spirit from the heart, the inner self, and in truth. For the Father seeks such people to be his worshipers. This time is already here. There's a time coming and already here. These are just some scriptures that just came to my heart to, to really encourage me. Encourage me in knowing that God is 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 who he says he is. He is more and he is enough. And there's a few questions that I, I asked myself this week, and I'm going to share those questions with you. The first is, is do you believe God is more? Is God, is God in your life more than what you can ever imagine? In everything that I read, everything that I pray, everything that I preach, is God more than what I could ever want or need? The next one was, do you believe that God is enough? Is God the first response that I make with everything? Is he more than enough? Or do I run to something or somebody else when I need something, or am I too impatient to wait for God? And the last ones here is, you know, if now is not the time for me to walk this out, then when is it? You know, am I putting it off? Am I afraid or am I lazy? A little heavy. A little heavy, but still it was encouraging to me. It's encouraging to me because sometimes you have to ask yourself questions to break through to the next stage. And being that I'm in this season in my life, I don't know that I've done that yet. 
So this week was was to me was a time for me to to really ask myself some deep questions. And I and I encourage you to ask yourself those deep questions when you come to a to a point, you know, a fork in the road where you're not sure what to do, and you ask yourself some really important questions. And last month I, month I preached about the fear of the Lord. And I believe that when that moment comes where we become so sold out for Jesus is that moment that we really believe God is more and God is enough. And we just absolutely cannot live this life without Him. And we don't want to. You know, we, we represent Jesus. We are ambassadors of Christ. You know, so we represent Him everywhere that we go. Jesus, I believe, had that fear of the Lord, right? The fear of knowing that he's not going to do anything, he doesn't want to do anything, and he's not even thinking about doing anything without God by his side. And Jesus understood that. And he showed us that it's a possible, a possibility that we can do the same. You know, we're made in his likeness. And I feel that right now that the church... I think maybe now more than ever in my lifetime needs to be this, needs to to stand and represent Jesus for who he truly is. Jesus understood that he lives in a world that needs him more than it's going to feed him. And so do we. You know, this this world, you don't want this world to feed you. (laughs) When it comes down to it, you don't want anything that this world has. It is all just a very temporary thing. So Colossians 1.27 says that God, in his eternal plan, chose to make known to them how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of his mystery, which is Christ in and among you, the hope and guarantee of realizing the glory. It's Christ in you, hope and guarantee of glory. You know, we, have the, we need to have that heart to understand that this world needs Christ in us and not feed from the world. We feed from Jesus. We feed from God. We, we, we seek Him out to be more like Him, to be bold, to stand where we need to stand and go where we need to go. And I think we, we need to, to, to start praying about these types of things. You know, God's got a plan and you're part of it. I think it's going to take a, a church that is that is completely sold out and obedient to what God's plan is for us. You know, making ourselves available to walk in what He has planned for us. Maybe it means to, to put some of our own circumstances and situations a little lower than others. I mean, realistically, you know, you don't pay your car, you don't pay your house. I'm not sure that it's going to matter in heaven. <laughs> You know, nobody's going to even know that you live there after you're not here anymore. Not saying don't pay your bills, but, you know, I'm just... Sometimes we we blow things up that don't need to be blown up. The reality is that this world is going to demand more and more and more of us. And if you don't believe that God is more and He is enough, this world will create that pressure and create a fog, almost a fog that's over your eyes, to believe what is most important is what's right in front of you, instead of what's really the most important, which is God, and that eternal life relationship. You know, I don't think we, we, we could ever make it through this life 
walking in, in that ordained purpose that God created us for with that fog over our eyes when we put things more important than God. And I kind of feel like that's what what was going on a little bit with me this week. You know, there was the overload of of situations, overload of, you know, the message had just, uh, you know, started to, to feel like a little bit of a fog, a little bit of a pressure on me. How How many of us understand that not all the weight that comes on us is meant for us to bear? And none of that weight is meant to be for us to bear on our own. A lot of this stuff just really came out last night, just when that, when that weight lifted on me. This isn't for you to carry. I have something else for you. You know, and where I was at, I was, I was saying, you know, but what are these for so many? I don't have enough. You know, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do for that? You know, all those types of things started to, to just put that fog and that pressure over me. I did those things instead of giving them to Jesus and watching what He's going to do with it. Instead of believing that God is more than enough. And, and it's very simple and very easy to fall into those traps. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure we all have done it. I'm just being, you know, open in what the Lord showed me this week. Matthew six twenty two and 23 says, The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, your whole body will be full of light benefiting from God's precepts. But if your eye is bad, spiritually blind, your whole body will be full of darkness, devoid of God's precepts. So if the very light inside you, your inner self, your heart, your conscience, is dark, how great and terrible is that darkness? I think that the, the, that darkness is, is what the world offers. It's what the, you know, the world wants us to receive. Matthew eight or twenty eight sixteen to twenty says now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had designated and when they saw him they worshipped him and some doubted that it was really he Jesus came up and said to them all authority all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you, and though I am always, I'm with you always, remaining with you perpetually regardless of circumstance and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. You know, what else do we need? What else do we need? I'm going to finish here in Romans 8, 39 says, For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present and threatening nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What else do we need? What else do we need? So, these these I had these declarations, this conclusion that I wrote last night. It says, you know, God is more than I could ever imagine. God is enough. And God is all that I need. 
Amen. All right, so that was my week. So how was how was your week? <laughs> you know, sometimes we have to go through these these types of of heavy spots in life to to really make a choice to either you continue where you're going or or to press into God to see where he wants you to go. And I just want to encourage everybody that it's always going to be worth waiting on him, being expected on him, and trusting him with what his plan is for whatever you got going on. So if you like to stand, I like to pray. You can stay sitting if you like to sit, but I'm going to sit up. Father, we just thank you. Thank you for being a God of more than we can ever ask for, and a God that supplies more than enough. I thank you for designing it in a way that draws us closer to you. So, Father, I just ask that you open our hearts to seek you every second of every day, whether we're going through some stuff or whether we're just having a really good day, just to bring you into it, let you be part of it, and honor you and glorify you in it. We praise you, honor you, we worship you, and we glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for taking the time to listen. We're glad that what the Lord is doing among us encourages you. For more info about the church, follow us on Facebook or connect with us on Instagram. Visit dwellatthewell.com or come out and see us on a Sunday morning, 228 Ridge Avenue, Southerton, Pennsylvania. the valley of my weed.